good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in this world. Welcome to another podcast of Talk Architecture. I'm your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaqob, and welcome back after a few weeks hiatus that we did not have any recordings, any episodes for you, but now we're back. And we have a few series here, which is focusing on the recent Malaysian general elections and how three ministers, what their policies are, what their actions are, and what they said has some relevance, has some ideas in which it is connected to our school projects that we did in previous years. As I was a former lecturer at University of Malaya in design thesis and in the universal design course, there were some assignments, some projects that is now um, the time to talk about it with regard to what the ministers who were recently elected um, not more than even two weeks ago. So what they have been saying since and captured in videos and and interviews um, that they had done and um, in social media um, posts and tweets, uh, I'd like to touch upon the projects that we did, which are based on the community needs, on the design problems in real time or real life projects. So for we will start this session with um, education. Um, Many of our projects, especially with design thesis that was relevant to the discussion today, Um, is based on a particular um, context of the underprivileged uh, people with low income levels and um, an area that is very near the city centre. In fact, it is part of the city centre, which since the 1970s were uh, social housing projects. So we have a large population of people living in this area that are, we could say, the urban poor, side by side with a new development called Bangsa South. And formerly known, this area is formerly known as Kampung Krinci. I think it's reinstated this name, Kampung Krinci. Hence, we did a project and the 2018-2019 session that is based on Kampung Krinci in terms of ideas on master planning or some areas that are considered to be more of urban design and planning rather than um, just focusing on site-specific projects. However, each student, everyone dealt with a site-specific project in the end, but some dealt more of um, the street, not many, but quite a few and others dealt with um, specific projects. With regard to what has been said by the Minister of Education, uh, the Right Honourable um, Fadlina Siddiq, uh, mentioned about 
the seven core values that they had um, given in the press statement, the seven core values, where one of the core value number three is uh, giving focus on issues to do with poverty uh, for children in terms of different dimensions and children who have uh, who are um, under uh, born into a family that are uh, poor in the urban areas or rural areas and from the B40 or the bottom 40% of the population they call it and um, specifically to these issues regarding malnutrition um, a technology or device and uh, space for teaching. I tagged the minister's um, tag, Twitter tag, yeah, uh, and mentioned about the project that we had done in 2018 that was designed by Yasmin Naziha Hazizuddin, who I had interviewed. Uh, earlier in 2020 uh, on her project and how she um, she dealt with the project and what her take or opinion regarding the project that has to do with her learning. But in essence, that project and a few other projects that I want to mention today has to do with what the minister had mentioned, had proposed in the core value number three specifically. You're talking about technology, you're talking about malnutrition, and you're talking about space for learning. And in this project, what Yasmin proposed is to um, redesign the secondary school to have a peripheral space at the site boundaries to do businesses for the parents of the children who are studying in the school, meaning like an onion, there's layers to what the school is because often the schools are regarded as places where people can pry on younger people, but at the same time, providing that visibility with the community and having uh, a space that is very much uh, focused at certain times of the day in the morning and in the afternoon when there is um, uh, the start of class and um, the finishing of with the lessons. And that's the busiest times at the school. And as it's evolving around the curriculum or the timetable of the children as well. The, the first layer is like a fortress, but permeable and and uh, intentionally done so that um, using vision and sensorial experience, one could um, be aware of uh, the usage of the school and the layers of what is happening in the school in terms of the different times. So we thought about the beginning of class and the end of class. And we thought about what happened during the day, throughout the day when classes are in session. After you have these peripheral spaces where there is to do with business, 
maybe with the parents' business, selling food and cakes. It could be also uh, places where you can do psych, uh, motorcycle workshops and things to do more with vocational um, aspects of, of um, uh, learning and entrepreneurship. So there's also a link to the curriculum where you have workshops and places where they could do um, things with their hands, uh, technology in terms of devices, in terms of uh, creating things, creative expressions, art workshops, craft workshops. And that those few layers in the beginning around as you go into the core of the school, which is the the learning area and at the back, which is the school field that you need to go um, down a slope. Um, then you have the classrooms that are also permeably seen and there's no hidden areas in this design so that kids will feel safe. As a secondary school, there are different issues that to that of primary school, obviously, or elementary school. So a secondary school or a junior high and high school, there are a lot of, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, natural surveillance in terms of making sure that the students are safe, no hidden areas. At the same time, when we think about what the minister has suggested with regard to uh, spaces for teaching, inspirational spaces for teaching, the design of the school uh, can be explored in terms of what are the elements that make the classroom walls and how do you determine uh, it to be quiet at the same time, be able to open it up when you have um, time, uh, when you have lessons that require a bit more busyness or um, more noise. And then you could also think about what she said, mentioned about malnutrition. Another student's project by Naziha give ideas on um, urban farming, but that's to do with the primary school and teaching them young. So there is another site at Kampong Krichi done by Naziha. And it is interesting that the whole idea of the kitchen and primary school children being uh, learning how to cook and learning about community is also something that at a, that early age could lead to appreciation of working in groups and work, uh, being with others and sharing ideas and communicating with others, thus having strong connection and bonds at an early age. So we're just trying to do the same with the secondary school project in Kampong Krinchi by Yasmin. And a third project was the vocational school, or a TVET, they call it T-V-E-T, Technical Vocational Education. Um, and um, that is usually a school that is found in suburbia or in areas away from the urban centers. So Amirul Hakim also being uh, being blogged in the design thesis uh, wordpress.com is another project that deals with what the education minister is saying because 
there's a continuum a, leading from one to another in terms of education that is much more vocational, much more hands-on, much more practical, giving children in the B40 families a leg up to determine their life and fate. And this is for the long term. Everything that I'm talking about is to do with education in the long term. The short term that's different, that's to do with handouts, to do with uh, subsidies, to do with other factors. But skills that are learned again and again at different ages. And one of the most important skills learned is teamwork or team building or working in a group at the tender age of 10 or 11, or even younger in the primary school, leading to the secondary school, continuing up to the vocational school, the children uh, would appreciate this interaction or the knowledge of what is to be gained from working together on projects and sharing ideas. And Architecture plays a big role in this, how architecture is designed to um, articulate the spaces in which learning and inspiration com comes from learning as well, from the spatial, uh, yeah, where architecture can provide for learning to happen in a space that is conducive to the such interactions. So the students of architecture in Kampung Krinchi, they did just that. In line with what core values number three that the minister had said, again, with regard to spaces for learning, devices and technology, and malnutrition, meaning food security. We can go into that definition much earlier, but... Um, much more, I mean, but for now, that's all I have to say with regard to um, referring to the projects that we did for Kampong Kerinci. Um, and what, lastly, another project that, that um, the students did, Changha, uh, in Petalinjaya uh, Old Town, is the Botanical Garden. Although Petalinjaya Old Town has different issues, not necessarily B40 issues, but the abandoned houses and the impending gentrification of the area in terms of making the area to be another place where you have commercial and high-rise apartments upgraded or, uh, for the uh, upper-middle income, usually. Um, it's also threat to this area in terms of people who are older persons and um, the existing community, uh, small traders, the market, um, and this particular township or community, Patalinjaya uh, Old Town, is another project in 2019-2020 batch. When we think about the Botanic Garden Project, which is also to do with the railway station being relocated and creating a gateway to enter this township, and the whole of the strip of the land that belonged to um, the railway company, 
KTMB and how this strip of land has become a botanical garden. It has also to do with education where there are a number of primary schools and secondary schools in that area. Hence families that, that are flourishing in that area can benefit from um, you know what, what the minister said regarding core value number three, which is spaces for learning. And there are also spaces for urban farming as well. So how do we do these things? We have real examples of community projects being done in Kuala Lumpur, in such communities, similar communities, or communities that are a bit more um, uh, middle class. But for the uh, those who are in B40, needing the extra income, and people who are staying back at home, even older persons, they could do with the extra income of having um, to tend to small shops, like in the Kampung Krinci project with the secondary school by Yasmin, and in Chiangha's project um, of the botanical garden. Yes, the botanical garden was more uh, a project that was decided rather than an urban farm because of the technicality and um, how uh, and the uh, challenge of creating a botanical garden of different uh, species and of learning for education rather than purely plantation. So it is more to do with Petaling Jaya Old Town specifically to um, Kampong Krinci, the idea of children learning how to farm in the school compound and part of the curriculum, such as in the case of Najee House Project and uh, families of underpri underprivileged children and the, they themselves um, doing small businesses at the periphery of the secondary school compound creates a different urban design problem, creates um, ideas and how we govern and how we set up boundaries and how we create schools uh, in Malaysia. So new, ty new types of design from the existing typologies of a school is what is needed if you were to uh, innovate. And and this is the long-term, obviously, a long-term solution. And it also will have to do with the design of schools, the um, local authorities, and new laws regarding school design. So that is all for now. Focus on education and schools um, and children from the bottom 40 population. And um, so... Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.